Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Reese's. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. The water shoots up and then it looks like he's slobbering uh, down into the lake. And that's the story behind it. It's really kind of cool. The sign says, don't get on the hog. But that's something for the critics to talk about. Y'all can't even ask a question. Look at this. The first time ever. Wow. I mean, I was ready for the question. I don't think y'all were, though. I got a text from Quavo. Wait, a lot of people in this room probably don't know who Quavo is. You know, so I noticed that World Peace got waived from the Lakers. He still got $7.7 million. Did y'all read that? Such a, that's, and he's going to sign with the Knicks for probably another seven. Pretty good deal for World Peace. SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. With John Neighbors. Every time you put him back in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in to Out of Bounds here live from SEC Media Days in Nashville. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin back in the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. We've been going through all the different teams here at SEC Media Days. Ones that Arkansas have going, are always going to play this upcoming season. And other ones that uh, they may not be playing but still a huge part of what the SEC is going to be all about this year, and we're going to continue that as we are now joined by Dan Matthews, who, of course, is of the Chuck Oliver Show, talking a lot of everything Atlanta, but also with Georgia being on the forefront of of everything. And, Dan, it's uh, good to see you, man. Likewise, buddy. How you been? It's like we're uh, OGs of media day. We are. uh, I remember, what was it, 10 years ago, somewhere around that? I think that was my first year, was uh, in 2013. And uh, just to think about how much it's changed just in the 10 years we've been Uh, doing it. It's it's unreal. I mean, this thing becomes more and more of an event every single year. And, you know, with the announcement yesterday of it going to uh, Dallas and uh, being right there in downtown at the uh, Omni, I think it's going to be even more. I mean, I'm sure they're probably going to have real live Longhorns out there next year. And I don't know if uh, Oklahoma is going to bring down their little white horses that they have uh, that, uh, you know, uh, carry the chuck wagon around. I, I don't I don't know if all that's going to be there. But uh, if I know Dallas like I do, I'm sure they probably will try to do it up and, and try to make it ultra Texan, which I understand and I, I can be a part of. Right. I just don't know if most people are going to necessarily be be up for it. Who knows? I, I don't know. Maybe it's it's a way to embrace. You brought up an interesting thing because obviously the schools coming into Texas and Oklahoma is a very big deal, but you know, Media Days is a massive media event, and Oklahoma and Texas have a massive media following yeah, too. Yeah. So we're talking about like I, I don't. I'm not, I love Hoover, but I don't know if Hoover's going to be able to even hold it ever again because of how many media members are going to be there. It sounds like, too, and, and we had Greg Sankey on the show a little bit earlier today, and you know we asked him about you know the reason of going to uh, Dallas, but you might be right. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it might be a what used to be of the little event that used to be at... Uh, at um, you know the uh, River Chase Galleria right there, but you're right. I mean, you know, soon enough when you have an event that's so large, you have to be able to, you know, make sure you have the event space for it. And, and maybe that's the case. Maybe we're looking at major city events now of Atlanta, Nashville, Dallas. Maybe does Houston find their way in, or do we ever find our way at New Orleans? You know, as yeah. an opportunity to be there. You know, to to be able to uh, have it there. I mean, I, I think that's part of it, and I'm sure. Probably uh, your neighbors to the west uh, in Oklahoma, they're probably going to say, well, wait a minute, you know, we've got uh, uh, the riverfront right here in Oklahoma City. Why don't we come here? So Brickyard, I guess, is what they call it, or, you know, whatever. You get my point. Yeah, they'll they'll find some way, I'm sure, to try to throw their lots into it to make it happen. And, uh, you know, speaking of with Georgia specifically, because I know you guys had a chance to catch up with Kirby Smart, and uh, we talked a little bit about... Uh, just the job he's done and winning back-to-back championships. I'm sure y'all have looked this up, but can you name the last college football team that's won three straight national championships? I think they said it was Minnesota, like back in the 1930s. That's correct. So, yeah, yeah no one of our guys had that on the show sheet yesterday. So, yeah, so yeah. you're talking about historical prominence that could happen this year for Georgia. 
I'm not saying that they will, but I'm hard-pressed to find a better team once again for the third straight year than the Georgia Bulldogs and what they're going to be bringing to the table. Yeah, they sound like they're pretty strong about what they have on defense and, you know, having a really good uh, linebacker core with uh, Smile Munden and also uh, Jamon Dumas Pop Johnson. I mean, those are two guys that if you have strength up the middle, then you have strength on defense, and that's what they've got. Now, I understand a lot of people might say, well, wait a minute, they just lost Jalen Carter. You know, I mean, they just lost Keely Ringo. They just lost a lot of really good players. Um, this just in, Kirby and his staff have recruited incredibly well over these last few years. So, it's really going to be new names making a name for themselves. Nazir Stackhouse is a guy that people uh, will be uh, keeping an eye out for uh, this year. Uh, Zion Logue, uh, mm-hmm. you know, another player on the defensive front. And a lot of people wondering, too. I, I know that Aaron Murray threw this out that, you know, people are wondering is this going to be the fastest defense that Kirby has had? And if that's the case, that probably would lead you to believe that speed is going to be able to make plays, and they've been able to make plays these last few years. So I understand the schedule is what gets looked at. I think the question is going to be, you know, who's your starting quarterback, which it sounds like Carson Beck is the guy. Everybody I've talked with, it's it starts with Carson Beck. And then, you know, Brock Vandegrift, I mean, even after G-Day was, was uh, you know, throwing out, I need to possibly weigh my options. So it's like, all right, well, maybe he knows something's up too. But, you know, Kirby being the way he is, I'm sure it's going to continue to be, you know, oh, this is a competition, it's all these different things. And then the schedule, of course, gets talked about. And I understand that of people saying, oh, well, Georgia doesn't play anybody this year. they got to go to Neyland Stadium. That, that's not nothing. Um, you know, you're going to have uh, South Carolina, too, as well. That's not nothing. Uh, so, I mean, they're going to have their challenges enough during the season. It's it's going to be enough for them to deal with. Well, that's what I laugh about with the, the schedule thing, because they say that about Alabama all the time before. But it's like, because you don't have to play Alabama. It's kind of the same right. thing with Georgia. Georgia doesn't have to play Georgia. So, right. yeah, the schedule is going to be considered a little bit easier. They but don't need to apologize for being who they are. And and I think that if nothing else, it's one of those you're exactly right. It's the it's the, the verbal minority on mm-hmm. social media who says things like this. And then I think the way to respond to that is just there's no response because right. there's nothing to say. Yeah. Not a lot of teams out there have won back to back national championships. So, you know, if you're in an elite class, be in an elite class. Yeah. And what's plus with the playoff, I know it's only four teams for now, but it's not like in the BCS era where, you know, you could just kind of fall backwards with an easier schedule into the championship game and then may or may not win it. It's like if you get to the playoff, you still got to play two of the four best teams in college football to prove it. So who cares about the regular season? If you get there, other teams that are going to be just as good or maybe better that they think that they are, they have a chance to take them on on a neutral field and may the best man win. So that's my whole thing. Is it doesn't matter what the schedule is. You're going to have an opportunity to have decide who's the best team on the field in the playoffs. It's, it's part of what sucks about the game now on social media is that there's always got to be holes poked. I mean, the first year, oh, well, you know, Georgia, you know, should have an asterisk because if you had, uh, you know, John Mechie and, and also Jameson Williams on the field, that game goes totally different. Okay, but it didn't. Right. They won, yeah. and, and they weren't on the field, and you had Nick Saban after the game shaking hands with Kirby Smart saying, you guys kicked our ass in the second half. Yeah. I mean, that just goes to show you right there that it wasn't a cheapie to be able to win it. And then it was, you know, the one that was just such revisionist crap in the national championship game. Well, TCU didn't deserve to be here. Were you going to say that last week when they beat Michigan at the Fiesta Bowl? I mean, obviously they deserve to be enough there because they were a one-loss team that mm-hmm. lost a tough game in their conference championship game and then rebounded and beat a good Michigan team uh, the following week. And, you know, of course, everybody, oh, well, the national championship was in the uh, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Okay, maybe it was. But that's not the game we got. The game we got was TCU and Georgia, and Georgia showed they were the better team, clearly, mm-hmm. and they won. Yeah. So uh, it's just it's 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 one of those things that everybody wants to have the perfect argument, and more often than not, it sucks to say that the perfect argument is just not having an argument because there doesn't need to be one. It's it's one of the things that sucks about this industry. Well, and my thing too, going to the point of uh, Georgia just smoking TCU the way they did. Have we seen a sixty-five-seven game? No, but you know. What about when USC blasted Oklahoma? Right. People thought, okay, Auburn should have deserved to be in right. during that time. But then think about when Clemson smoked Alabama that right. one year. Did anybody say, oh, Alabama didn't deserve to be there? Right. It's like blowouts will happen in championships. We see it in the Super Bowl. We see it in college football. So none of that's going to change. So that's where I get frustrated, where they take one small sample size of this and just, oh, well, you didn't deserve to be there because you got blown out. You know, sometimes it's just your day. 
You know, sometimes it's just the team plays great and the other team struggles, whatever it may be. But I feel like those who are having any issues with Georgia are usually, like, you know, Big Ten people or people that uh, don't want to see dominance or don't want to see SEC teams more often than not. Yeah. But you can't deny the fact that Georgia is the creme de la creme of college football right now. No. I mean, it's it's them and, you know, I think Alabama probably uh, has people uh, coming after them. I think, uh, you know, LSU as well. I mean, a mm. lot of people very high on what they have this season. It's going to be very very tough for me to believe that Ohio State doesn't say we want another crack at those guys. Yeah. That I mean, I think Ohio State, if nothing else last season, because that's a team too that I got to see early on in the season. Girlfriend's family's Ohio State. We got to I'm go over, we, we got to go up there and see them play that game against Notre Dame. And really in that game and all throughout the season, it was just a question of that Ohio State team, uh, State team of what's off? Like yeah. what's what's wrong? Like why why aren't they taking control of games? Because isn't that kind of the, the you know the litmus test that we have for teams of if they you know blow doors off the teams they're supposed to blow doors off teams, and then you know games that are going to be a little bit more contentious if they still are able to take control of those games, and we didn't really see that last year, so. It's going to be interesting to see what that group looks like, and I think that probably their sights are very much set on whether it's the semifinals or whether it's the finals. We want Kirby Smart's team on the other side uh, in that game. Speaking with Dan Matthews of the Chuck Oliver Show from 680 The Fan here live from SEC Media Days in Nashville. So, Dan, also something about Georgia that I'm fascinated to get your take, because I think that they're the best team in the country. I, if I had a vote, I'd vote number one. I'm going to vote for them to win the SEC and right. win the East, like right. all of that. But... Is what's going to keep them from making it three in a row? Like, what is the thing that you see on the team themselves that you're like, this is the one deal that will keep them from winning another national championship? I think that probably the defense takes a step back. I mean, I think, not that I expect them to, but I think that that's something that, say, that group just in some of the areas that you've had to replace, you're just not able to replace it. I mean, you know, you lose a guy like Jalen Carter up front, that can be tough to be able to get that group to be as strong as they were the year before. So that's the only thing that I could possibly look to because the schedule sets up for them to be able to be uh, not only the favorite in every single game, double-digit favorite yeah. in every single game. Because I don't think offense is going to be the problem. I think even with a new quarterback, you've got Mike Bobo back, who, you know, I understand the way that Georgia fans looked at him the first time around, but I think that they probably realized pretty quickly after seeing a year of Brian Schottenheimer, maybe things weren't so bad. Mm -hmm. Maybe 40 plus points a game and, (laughs) you know, 400 yards through the air and and being able to run the football at will, maybe that was okay. Maybe maybe we should have been a little bit more patient with it, but I think that uh, the fact that this time around he's going to have better players, even better players than he did back when he was with them the first time. And also, too, I mean, you know, Todd Munkin was very complimentary of him last year during that run, saying, well, a huge guy that helped us out was Mike Bobo. So I think offensively is going to be a strength for this team. I think defensively that's the only thing that if somehow that happens, then I think that probably that's something you point to. Well, we've seen teams that have had runs of success, and a lot of times with national championships, or at least playing for national championships, uh, sometimes they just have the most talent. But I think the one thing from Georgia... I'll be curious to see if they ever get to this point because I think fans will take championships all day long. But a Heisman Trophy winner, candidate, finalist, whatever it may be. You know, Alabama's had always had theirs when they went through their runs. You know, we've seen obviously Caleb Williams with USC win it this past year. Do you think that maybe this year there is a player that could be a Heisman Trophy candidate, or at least here in the near future for Georgia to not only give him a national title as a team accomplishment, but to have the highest individual accomplishment too? Some people have wondered about Brock Bowers, and then I think the, the thought process is if that's Brock Bowers, then that's Carson Beck. So, I mean, that's the only you know name that I could possibly think of is you know Beck. The problem is, though, we were talking about this at dinner last night. The problem is they don't really have that game until Tennessee late, later on in the season mm-hmm. that you can look at and say, oh, yeah. Like, remember, let's go back to, to Joe Burrow. When Joe Burrow won the Heisman Trophy, we knew, you know, we knew it after that Alabama game. Unless he hurts himself, this guy's going to be the Heisman Trophy winner. And he had that moment early on in November. The votes came coming in, and that's how he won. That's the only thing that, that makes me wonder. I mean, just the fact that you're not going to have enough of the earlier season games 
that maybe keeps them from having a Carson Beck or a Brock Bowers. Uh, but uh, they're definitely going to be guys that are going to be garnering a lot of attention when the NFL draft comes around. I don't think there's any doubt about that. We talk a lot about SEC West, obviously, with Arkansas. And I, I, know, I think that it's, it's going to be either Alabama or LSU. But in the East, besides Georgia... How do you see that playing out? I mean, Tennessee will be strong. I mean, Kentucky is going to be interesting to see with Devin Leary. I mean, I, I think that's one that I would look to. And then, you know, South Carolina of uh, having, uh, you know, the, the group that they have coming back this year. I think they're another one, but, I mean, it's Georgia. It, yeah. it's, it's Georgia and everybody else. This is almost like Tiger during his prime where it was, are you taking Tiger or are you taking the field? And then, of course, people will take the field. So, yeah. there you go. Yeah, we'll see. Well, Dan, we really appreciate you joining us, man. Great awesome, talking buddy. with you, all right? I appreciate it, buddy. All right, that's Dan Matthews joining us live here from Nashville for SEC Media Day. Let's talk a little Georgia with him from 680 The Fan as well as the Chuck Oliver Show. So, uh, I mean, listen, the thing about Georgia and uh, what they've accomplished, uh, again, we've discussed it, is just how great it's been for them. And uh, the, t- the way that they're going, the, the least of the direction, has been nothing short of incredible. But that- that's the thing, Joe, uh, of knowing how you've you got a target on your back. You already have a target on your back anyways because you're Georgia, and then you win back-to-back titles. You just get more targets on your back. People are going to hope for you to fail. That's going to be the biggest game of the year for everyone on your schedule. So... Uh, I think it was Nolan Richardson and other coaches said about, hey, hey, if you create the monster, it's up to you to feed it, and that's kind of where George is at right now. They're just trying to feed this monster they created. They'll welcome that. They'll welcome all those challenges because they do have a goal in mind, as we were talking about. They're wanting to win every game, if possible, and they're on a run to try to win another championship. That's their goal every year, so they know at this point that they are the hunted, but... As Kirby Smart always says, they like to hunt. So they're not going to – it's not like they have to be motivated knowing that they have won championships before because each and every year that's always going to be their goal. And they still, as Kirby Smart would say, they want to be the hunters. Well, we talk uh, with the West of uh, Bama and LSU. Those are going to be the high picks. And Georgia, of course, is going to win it all. I, I mean – who do, you, do you think that it can be maybe Tennessee that is the best chance of someone else winning the East besides Georgia? I mean, they're the team that uh, most people would probably pick to, if there was a team to win the East besides Georgia, it'd be Tennessee? Yeah, Tennessee would be first and foremost, especially in the East. Um, and, you know, other teams that have been challenges before that we thought, Kentucky, you know, last year, and Kentucky has lost a lot from last year to this year, so who knows where they stand, and with Tennessee, of course, they did lose some talent also, but they seem to be in a position where Hendon Hooker was out at the end of the season, and we did see some from Joe Milton. He already does have a lot of experience playing college football, and he got some at the end of the season with Tennessee last year. And they do have a sort of plug-and-play type offense, especially with Josh Heupel and being the offensive coach that he is. If you're able to get a quarterback in there that can control the things about the offense, then they seem to just keep rolling. And that's not to take anything away from Hendon Hooker and the player that he was because he was a great player. But uh, Joe Milton did show flashes last year of being able to keep it rolling. Yeah, I think that with Milton and how he's being looked at in that system with Josh Heupel, ah, it could be something that they pick up right where they left off offensively and be that team that, uh, you, you may not be able to slow them down, but it's just a matter of can you outscore them. Uh, I could see that happening. I'm not a huge believer in, in South Carolina and Shane Beamer, even though they ended the season strong. They still had some inconsistencies from last year for me to pick them. And uh, I know Kentucky, with, with what they lost as a quarterback, and, of course, Florida, they lost three first-round picks, but they went 6-7. and seven. So I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like in the East either. Uh, it's just I keep thinking about, oh, it's wide open. It, it could be going these directions. There's three teams that I think everyone's going to bank on in this league, and it's Georgia, Alabama, and LSU. Like, one of those three teams is going to win the conference, and two of those three teams are going to win their division, and the rest of the teams is just an absolute crapshoot. Just pick whatever you want and, and hope for the best, because that's, that's really all I can go with is just, hey, uh, the rest of the way, I could see it stacking up in various ways, and it wouldn't really surprise me. That's exactly what Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino want to hear, that they're Mm. being overlooked and they're not being included in that mix. And why would they be to this point? Because they they haven't been, at least over the past couple of seasons, but that's something that 
it's a goal of theirs also. And so that's exactly what they will try to relate to the, the team and get that message to them that, look, everybody's counting us out. Nobody believes in us. Let's go prove everyone wrong. Yep, that's I. I think a lot of teams are going to be motivated that way, and that's why I'm so fascinated to see how the media pick each division order and, and predicted order of finish, because whoever is picked to finish, say in the, in the West, like somebody's going to be picked to finish last. If it's Mississippi State, they're going to use that as absolute motivation because they are a team that'll be good enough to make noise in the West. Or if Arkansas is picked to finish seventh, they'll be a team that is good enough to to make some noise and. Uh, that is going to play into a lot of these coaches' hands. Like, like you said with Jimbo Fisher, it's almost like a lot of these coaches would be happy. They're like, please pick us last. Please pick us last so we can you know, have that chip on our shoulder and show everybody that, hey, we, uh, we, we have expectations here and we plan on being a much better team than what the media at least realizes here in Nashville. Yeah, and right now, preseason, it's good to be talked about and be a part of that conversation, but... It's meaningless because nothing's yeah. happened on the field yet. So, also, coaches can take that approach. Okay, they they aren't talking about us and they are counting us out, but we, we can go prove it on the field, and that's when it really counts anyway. Yeah, it's, they call it talking season for a reason, and I did not mean to make it rhyme, but I'll take it because uh, that's all it is. It's just talk until you get on the field and start proving yourself to uh, different people, whether it's the media, whether it's the – Uh, the college football landscape, or whether it's just to yourselves. That's really all that matters in the end. But we'll continue our discussions here from SEC Media Days. We'll do a little Auburn conversation. Zach Blackerby will be joining us on the other side of the break. Talk to him about Hugh Freeze in his first year, what he expects out of the Tigers, and can they be a team in the SEC West that can cause some problems for some of the other West teams. But we'll get into that and a lot more live from SEC Media Days here in Nashville. It's Out of Bounds. Stay with us. Listen for Champs and Chumps Friday during the Zone, brought to you by Everbowl, providing craft superfoods, acai bowls, and smoothies that fuel you for an active, unevolved, and healthy lifestyle. Located at the Pleasant Ridge Shopping Center in West Woodrock, next to Santo Coyote. This is SportsCenter. Last night in Major League Baseball, Shohei Otani hit his 35th home run to add to his league-leading home run total in the Angels' 4-3 extra innings win over the Yankees. The Angels are 47-48 and on the season, good for fourth in the AL West, while the Yankees are 50-45 and and dead last in the AL East. The SEC Media Days continue today as Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, Georgia, and Auburn will all take the stage. Stay tuned to the buzz for all your updates from Nashville. And the Arkansas Travelers get back to action tonight as they start their six-game series versus the Springfield Cardinals. First pitch for tonight's game is at 6.35. Courage for the game can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Only $10, folks. It's the opening offer at the new Splash Car Wash on Reynolds Road in Bryant. $10 is all you pay for your first month of unlimited washes. Members get 30% off oil changes and can wash at any of the 15 Arkansas locations. Come by Splash Car Wash this week on Reynolds Road in Bryant. Join Delta Waterfowl for the Duck Hunters Expo July 28th through the 30th at the Little Rock State House Convention Center. Three action-packed days of exciting demonstrations, seminars, and vendors. Find out more information at Delta DeltaWaterFileExpo.com. Don't miss it. Honey, let's pull in here and look at some cars. That sounds good. What brings you down to Bryant? Hey, here's my car. What are we looking for today? Here's my car. Come Want inside. to take a test drive? Ever pull into a dealership and feel like you're in a feeding frenzy on Shark Week? It's not that way at Watney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock. Watney's sales team is big on product knowledge and low on pressure. Summer's here, and with 2023 Sierra at just 0.9%, you're going to need a bigger boat. Double down with an additional $12.50 off with eligible trade. Plus, take a buy 
out of your vacation budget with no payments for the rest of the summer. This dealership really feels like we're on Shark Week. Yeah, and we don't have a shark cage. We're headed to Guatney Buick GMC. Guatney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Guatney Buick GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Max, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership-level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest-rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568 21 At Lowe's, we're always bringing pros more ways to save. Right now, save $50 when you buy the Tank 6-Gallon Pancake Air Compressor from Metabo HPT for just $1.99. Plus, get up to 20% off select James Hardy siding. Shop in-store or online for more deals you can't beat. Because Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Metabo HPT offer valid 7.6-7.26. James Hardy offer valid 7.13-7.19. Selection varies by location while supplies last. You Spilled your drink? Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So, you can get back to your night. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Hey, 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 hey! Turn that damn jukebox on 1037 The Buzz. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Bet Saracen is as close as your cell phone. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to betsaracen.com. MLB lines on Bet Saracen, NFL and college football futures, and week one lines. TBT is coming up on Thursday. Team Arkansas, four and a half point favorite versus Ram Up. Women's World Cup to win. U.S. is plus 240. England, plus 400. Spain, plus 450. Germany, plus 750. Those are just some of the lines from Bet Saracen. For the most accurate and up-to-date sports wagering info, you need to be on the Bet Saracen app. It's simple. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. Be sure to check out the video of How to Play featuring Jancy Sheets. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. Out of Bounds live from SEC Media Days here in Nashville, Tennessee, as we are keeping it moving with our car wash of sorts of various guests, talking about various teams going through SEC Media Days. And joining us right now, of course, is Zach Blackerby, who looks like he's about to eat the camera here because he keeps zooming in on it and he can't even see himself, but that's okay. (laughs) At least he's making fun of it. Uh, But uh, what's up, Zach? How are you, man? Uh, John, we may be in Nashville, but you're the only uh, 10 I see. Come on, man. Let's not start off that All way. All right, we that's gotta, a wrap, right? Yeah, that's like now. Yeah, now we got to move on and like make it less weird. But no, man. It's it's well. First off, it's great to like have you and see you in person for one. And, I know it, man. And two, uh, for Auburn because we of course talked about various teams in the SEC West, but Auburn, Arkansas people love Auburn. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they do. They love losing to them so much. It's uh-huh. great, but. Bo Nick's backward spikes and all. Yeah, yeah. I just I love it how uh, that turns out that way it does. But yeah. now you have a new coach in Hugh Freeze that's pretty familiar with the SEC. Right. The Brian Harson project obviously didn't work out. It's just a weird thing right now with Auburn. It's, yeah. it's very odd. Yeah, the potato famine is behind us, which is great. And now Hugh Freeze is kind of bringing hope and optimism uh, around the Auburn football program, which is something we haven't seen 
really since a few years into Gus Malzahn's tenure, which is which has wow. been a minute. Right, right. And so, you know, I think what he said today at SEC Media Days kind of confirmed that I'm seeing, you know, people on Twitter saying, you know, yes, he's our guy. He was the right guy to, you know, start this rebuild. And, and I agree with him. I, I think that's kind of what came across in his messaging today. And so I think Auburn fans are, are pleased. Not a whole lot of splash or anything, you know, super dramatic or anything like that. But I think we kind of need that. I, I feel like – I feel like um, – a mellow, easy media days will be nice for a change. So what is that expectation for Auburn this year? Because they're a t- program that obviously has very high expectations. Sure. And not a lot of patience at times. And this year, knowing that Auburn has who they have on the team, of course, knowing that they have to play Alabama and Georgia just like every year, you know, like, right. like how, what's a reasonable expectation for Hugh Freeze and Auburn this year to make fans feel like, Okay, this is good, fine, whatever, we're, we're good with this moving forward. Yeah, I think there's a general understanding of how bad of a situation it was he took over. So much so where he goes out and there's 42 new players on this roster that weren't here a year ago. I mean, that's crazy, that's John. That's wild. That's wild, yeah. I mean, that's, that's one more, you're over half of what your scholarship players are. And so... Uh, I, I think there's a lot of hope and a lot of upside that comes with that, but still a lot of these kids came from smaller schools. I mean, they're not like necessarily SEC talents, but you hope that they've developed into that and his scheme can kind of put folks in situations to succeed at that level. And so I, I think 7-5 and five is, is probably the reasonable expectation amongst the average Auburn fan. I think some folks are more pessimistic. I think obviously some folks think, you know, 12-0, and 0, you know, he's never going to lose a game while he's here, which is obviously ridiculous, but that's what fans do. So I, I think 7-5, and five is, that's my prediction mm-hmm. right now, 7-5 and five in 2023. So Hugh Freeze, knowing how the success he had at Ole Miss and, uh, you know, he didn't win the West, but came really close to it, did beat Alabama twice. Sure. Like there, there was hey, a lot of highlights. Can you say that one again? Yeah, yeah, it beat Alabama twice. That's yes. why I was about to say it's that's the reason why I feel like Auburn even hired this man. They're like, well, he beat Alabama a couple times, so that we, I mean, we got to hire him. Forget all the other stuff. Well, that's we important. That's yeah. important uh, at Auburn more so than than anywhere else. And if you could beat it, if you could do that at Ole Miss, uh-huh. surely, surely you can do it at Auburn. So right. where's the excitement level? Because I was looking at from the previous coaches at Auburn hired. You're talking about Brian Harson. We know what the excitement level was for that. And then you think about Gus Malzahn coming one season as head coach at Arkansas State. Talking about Gene Chizik, who was 5-19 and 19 at Iowa State. Talking about Tommy Tuberville before that. He was one uh, coach at Ole Miss for... That's Senator Tuberville to you. Yeah, yes, yeah, now a Senator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it, it, Auburn's coaches, it seems like none of them have really started, even though some of them were successful, obviously, but sure. none of them really started with just like, wow, this is great. Uh, it, it, how is it for Hugh Freeze right now? I think Gus did, just because okay. the, sto- the narrative was like... We won the Natty because of Gus, right? You know, it was all his offense. Cam Newton had didn't do anything. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, he was pretty good. He was pretty good. But I, I think, um, yeah, I mean, we haven't ever seen Auburn recruit to the level of what Hugh Freeze is doing. Mm. And I think that's something that's been really eye-opening, not only for people that cover the team, but also fans. It's like, oh... This is what this looks like. Because every time there's been a coaching search, and there's been a lot of those recently, you always talk about like the priorities, like valuing recruiting, putting emphasis on recruiting. And I don't think Auburn people really knew what that meant until we saw what Hugh Freeze does. And it's like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. You know, just the level of, like, devotion and borderline obsession over acquiring talent. And I think that's been the biggest thing. Because he came in. And then he flips seven guys to finish the 2023 class in the span of like two and a half weeks before the early signing period. And that's just never really happened at Auburn before. And so I think that's kind of been the thing. It's like, all right, he landed, he's here, and boom, you know, he transformed this class. Well, one of the big ones uh, is actually a you know, kid from Arkansas, too, the quarterback. Uh, which, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that there's any sort of bad blood there or anything, but yeah, uh, Walker, I mean, Walker White. Yeah, yeah. he's a. Uh, is that one of the recruits? It's because he's a four-star player. It seems like, uh, and that's uh, you know, when we talk about recruiting, you know, going into other states and getting big-time players out of those states is a good way of making some headway going mm-hmm. in the right direction. I feel like there's another kid from Arkansas that they got too. I'm trying to remember who that. DJ Barber is he from Arkansas? No, he's not from Arkansas. No, no. No, there's another guy though. You only get one per year. That's all you get. Uh, that's right. I think. I think T. Will was going after him hard. Maybe that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. You think of Kyle Frazier way back when? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, man, that was a whiff. Yeah, holy cow. Yeah, yeah. Have you gotten to to chat with T. Will yet? 
Uh, not personally, no. no. I've only just had press conferences and everything. But, yeah, you're gonna uh, just you know, seeing the videos and everything. What was, as you brought up, it's a perfect segue. Since you, you, I've seen the videos. I remember we talked about it when he first got hired. You obviously know a lot more about Travis Williams and his connections to Auburn. So far, he's got to do it on the field, but so far it seems like it's been a, a great get for Sam Pittman. What do you know about Travis Williams? Yeah, I mean, he's going to do the work, and he's going to do it in a way that's respectable, and everybody that interacts with him is going to absolutely adore him. I mean, he's it was a home run hire. I told you that when we talked after you got him. But this is a guy that really allowed some... Some guys end up being drafted or on all SEC teams that had no business being there. And, you know, they get drafted and they kind of spin out, you know, a few years in the league because they're just undersized. But it's like their body of work was incredible. Right. And, I mean, that was Travis Williams doing that. I don't believe they would have done that without Travis Williams there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, That's I, I think that's what Hog fans are hoping for is that you just get better players in there because the defense was so bad secondary, it's hard to get worse. So uh, I think that uh, sure. he's hope we can bring uh, a lot of energy with that. And, you know, speaking of uh, Arkansas and Auburn, Arkansas has not had a whole lot of success against Auburn, mm-hmm. relatively speaking. They won last year, and then before that, they only won once against Gus Malzahn in 2015 in quadruple overtime. That was a crazy game. Yeah, it was weird. It Auburn was weird. went like three quarters out of first down or something. It was that was wild. And Arkansas had a lead and then blew it late. You know, surprise, surprise. And yeah, it was it, it was a wild one. And even before that, of course, Gene Chizik uh, had one win against Arkansas. Tommy Tuberville was back and forth. But the point is, is like. Over the past 10 years, Arkansas has not been the best programs, at least in the best of their state. But you've had Auburn mm-hmm. had some pretty big success. That game is a pivotal one in Fayetteville. It is. Because two years ago in Fayetteville, Arkansas lost to Brian Harson in Auburn, even though Arkansas was... And Arkansas was having a good year. Yeah, a better yeah. team. So there's something about that game that Arkansas has been able just to really get over the hump. How do you see that game specifically in Fayetteville this year? Yeah, there's like six 50-50 games. Not road trip to Fayetteville certainly is one. Um, if KJ Jefferson's the dude that you think he's going to be this year, and you know a lot of people in the media mm-hmm. here at Media Days think he's going to be, and they'll probably win. Arkansas will probably win that game. It just depends because I think it's going to come down to him because I think the rest of the positions are either going to be a push or kind of a, a slant towards. Auburn's direction, but quarterback's the most important thing. And if KJ Jefferson is the best quarterback in the SEC, I mean they're going to win a lot of those 50-50 games. Yeah, who's going to be the Auburn quarterback? I think it's Peyton Thorne. Uh, Guy was you think, or do you like feel confident? I'm pretty confident. In it. Okay, I'm pretty okay. confident in it. And you know, Hugh Freeze talked about it just you know a few minutes ago. He's got 10 days to make the three-man quarterback battle go down to two. Um, I think he's just talking. I think it's mm. very clear who the top two are. And I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be the number one guy. I think it'd be Peyton Thorne pretty quick. Yeah. Well, it's it's always interesting to see quarterback, you know, competition in certain places, and especially uh, one dude didn't even go through spring. Like he got yeah. here like a week ago. It's yeah. quite a while. Yeah. Well, I guess if you can play, you can play. It doesn't really matter about the rest of it as long as uh, you're out there. So I, mean, I guess to some extent. Sure. Yeah. So if you have Auburn going seven and five, how do you see the rest of the West? Like, what, where does that put them in the West to you? Like just middle of the pack, pretty much. Yeah, I've got them fourth in the okay, West. I haven't done my ballot yet. Right. But okay, that's fair. Yeah. Who finishing above who? Or do you want to give that away? Just, just yet, uh, if you got into I'll that. go. Uh, I'm going to go Alabama, LSU, A&M, Auburn. Okay, so you think A&M's going to going to do at least well enough? I think after the A&M. I think after the top two teams in the West, it's all kind of jumbled, yeah. and it's like who's going to win the head-to-heads? And I think Auburn loses in College Station. Mm-hmm. I think Auburn wins in Fayetteville. Okay. And. Um, yeah, I think Arkansas beats the Mississippi teams. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just going to be uh, cannibalizing itself where you may have four teams that are 7 and 5. You, you really might. Yeah. Uh, you, you really might. Yeah, it could turn out that way. So, but Zach, hey, man, we appreciate you joining us as always. It's uh, fun to catch up with you, fun to talk a little college football. And I know once uh, Auburn comes to town, you should make the trip over to Fayetteville, man. It's a good time. Yeah, there, it's, just, uh, it's just a few hours, right? Yeah, just a few. Yeah. yeah. You, you, with your money, you could fly there. You could eat, maybe no problem. Do I got a place to stay? Sure. Yeah, okay. we, we can probably figure something out. Outside, right. just, you can camp out with the students outside the stadium if that's yeah, the case. Yeah, yeah. That, I'm too old for that. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. Well, we appreciate it, man. Uh, have fun the rest of media days, man. We'll catch up with you. Thanks. Listen to Lock on Razorbacks. There you go. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, we got a lot more from SEC Media Days coming up next, live from Nashville, Tennessee. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned here on Adam. This
This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in their new location in Sheridan. Stop by Thursday for their grand opening celebration and ribbon cutting. Alcoa will have complimentary refreshments and chances to win prizes all day. Thanks, Sheridan, for allowing Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union to serve your community. Hey, folks, it's Joey and Ryan here. What's up? It's summertime. Hey, we got some great Jeep incentives going on right now. 2.9% financing, rebates, discounts on Jeep Grand Cherokee on select models. We've got 1.9 incentivized rate plus $4,000 rebate. So for all you new Ram, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs during the Make This the Summer event. Or check us out on the web at redriverdodge.com or Red River. We deliver. God bless it's the Average Guy Movie Review, Thursdays in the Zone, with me, Justin Acri, and Wes Moore. Presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Our friends from Rock and Roll Sushi will come in and recap or look ahead to what's trending on TV, the big screen, Netflix, or wherever you get your entertainment. It's presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors in a rock and roll vibe that will blow your mind. Rockandrollsushi.com. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Brewskies is the spot for lunch downtown. Burgers, wings, sandwiches, loaded fries, and healthy options like wraps and salads. Prepared from scratch daily and made hot and fresh to order. Happy hour starts at 11 a.m. and those drink specials go with everything on the menu. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. It's Taco Tuesday at Brewski's. $1.50 street tacos, $5 signature 22-ounce margaritas, $3 Jose shots, and trivia at 7 p.m. Taco Tuesday at Brewski's. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L01 Series is part of the tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience. They feature powerful Kubota diesel engines and easy operation. The durable Kubota L01 Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Work smarter, not harder with River Valley Tractor. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Shh. <laughs> hear that? That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play. From lingerie to, well, everything you can imagine and more. Visit shopcupids.com today and treat someone special to something special from Cupid's. Enjoy. <laughs> Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Feel worse, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Hi, I'm Trey Reed from the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, inviting you to join me every Wednesday morning for the latest news from the great outdoors. It's brought to you by Arts Marine in North Little Rock, now under new ownership, but with the same familiar faces and incredible service you've known for years, plus the area's best selection of boating parts and supplies. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. How's my protege? Jeremy. Yeah. He... J-Bone. J-Bone is, believe it or not, he's getting married. What? <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, what a loser. Good, good. More for me and you. On 103.7 The Buzz. Welcome 
Welcome back to Out of Bounds from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, John Neighbors in Nashville at the SEC at SEC Media Days, and uh, we're learning a lot about a lot of teams in the SEC and what their projections are for this upcoming football season. Arkansas is actually going to be there tomorrow, so can't wait to hear from Arkansas. Nick Saban, Alabama tomorrow also. But this weekend, we have the Great Arkansas Beer and Rock City Margarita Festival coming up, and we're looking forward to that. Ree Lou Allen joins us in studio. What's up, Ree? How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Man, we're doing good. Everything is good. We're uh, just looking forward to another successful event coming up this weekend. That's right. It's always fun. Always a great place to be inside, away from the heat, and uh, just having an all-around great time. Man, I appreciate it. And, you know, I was thinking about it kind of while we were chit-chatting here on break, but so next year will be our 10th anniversary. You know, we started doing this in 2014, and I remember, you know, when we kind of figured out that we wanted to do the idea, we came and sat down with James Ballantyne and Acre, and the only way that it was ever going to work, ever, and, and, and turn into what it has was you know, through a partnership with the buzz. So uh, badge of honor, gold star for you guys, two <laughs> thumbs up. I mean, it's, you know, it's a ton of fun. We love getting to know you guys and hang out and do all these fun things. But, you know, truly, I think the presence of this event has been bolstered, um, you know, unequivocally by, by the buzz's presence and their reach. And so anyways, love it. Thank you. So going on 10 years from the beginning to where we are now, you've seen plenty of changes. What, what kinds of changes are we talking about? Sure. So, you know, one of the more noticeable changes has been kind of the stabilization of the craft beer market and then the emergence of these seltzers slash canned cocktails, right? So when we first started in 2014, we were really on that upward push of all this craft beer and that was what pulled me in personally. Like I like, you know, the IPAs and, and, and just kind of as weird as you can make it, I'd, I'd love to try it. And so that was really going on when we started this whole thing. And as that began to plateau, and I don't want to use plateau in a negative word. I think that we have some pretty awesome and established breweries, you know, Lost 40, Flyway, Diamond Bear, New Providence up in, in Northwest Arkansas. You know, like these are guys that have stood the test of time. They followed that bubble and now they've got their feet set. But as we've seen the stabilization of this craft beer market, it was like, okay, what's going to happen next? And I think, you know, with, with whether it was the seltzers or like the Cutwater Creek cocktails or, you know, we're going to have, <clears throat> I think, probably probably 15 or 20 different, you know, canned cocktails and seltzers there. It's just taken off. And for me personally, early on, I was like, oh, these are all sweet, fruity drinks. Couldn't be further from the truth, right? Like there's ranch water out there and it's, and it's fresh, you know, it's got flavor, but it's not this overly sweet drink. Now they've got those, right? And then there's, you know, Boulevard Brewing. Their, their uh, seltzer is Quirk. And I think it's, it nails just this really wonderful balance of, you know, fresh flavor, refreshing. It is a bit sweet, but also like it's kind of got that pop and, and the fizz on the back to where it's, it's a great summertime beverage, you know, whether you're on the boat or just hanging out at the bar, like it lands. And so anyways, we've seen a lot of that sort of stuff really hit the scene. And so that was one from, you know, kind of a product lineup that we've noticed big changes with. And then when in 2018, when we had the idea to start incorporating the Margarita Festival, um, you know, that was when, you know, our little snowball really kind of turned into something special. And so, you know, it allowed us, I think, to take a beer market and a buzz listenership that we had really established and then kind of go outside of that a little bit. Right. And, and the margarita and the tequila, I think kept everyone grounded. I think it keeps everyone, you know, that was into the beer festival interested, but it appeals so much to so many people that were otherwise probably not going to attend the great Arkansas beer festival. Right. And, uh, I think that's probably been the coolest thing from the perspective of the crowd. It's incredibly balanced. Like you get people from all over central Arkansas, like every nook and cranny, they come into Little Rock to come to this party. And we're pretty darn proud of that. So that is one thing also that has changed over the years. Great Arkansas Beer Festival, Rock City Margarita Festival combined now. So you mentioned 2018. Was that the first year they combined? So that was the first year we introduced the Margarita Festival, um, 21. So the first, you know, the first event after COVID, we said, hey, we're going to combine them. We don't want to try to do two different events, you know, in this year after all the changes and craziness that we went through. So we combined them. Probably the best decision we've made other than, you know, when we sat down and said, hey, I think we can do a beer festival. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's your favorite type of margarita then? Because you can get it all different kinds of ways on the rocks, frozen. Absolutely. They have everything you want there, all different flavors. Yep. So uh, the flavors is the coolest part. The one that I that I really am kind of vibing right now, uh, it's a Hornitos recipe. And they send us a handful of their house recipes. They're phenomenal. But this is, uh, it's a blood orange, it's a smoked blood orange mar margarita, right? So 
you know, blood orange, not quite as sweet as just your normal, like Florida citrus, right? So a little bit more bitter, but not quite a grapefruit, you know, good balance there. And then they've got this, it's not mezcal, right? Like it's a smoked liqueur that they've sent down that combines with that, with the tequila. And, you know, it's, it's almost like it's that sweet and savory, um, you know, sort of flavor profile, right? Like, so, so really just digging it. Cause I think it's a lot of fun. Um, but beyond that, I mean, I know sauce is going to incorporate some blueberry into their, into what they're doing, which, uh, pretty pumped to see how that one turns out. Um, you know, I think all the summer fruits that are so prolific in Arkansas, watermelons and strawberries are going to make big appearances this weekend, you know, and people are going to have some fun playing with all those. And then, um, you know, there's also, and, and I think often this can get overlooked until you get there, but there's probably 10, eight or 10 of our vendors that make a phenomenal classic margarita, like just the classic, you know, lime, tequila, sweet, sour, salt, boom. And it's like, it's so good, right? Who's going to argue with a margarita? And so those that do this really good classic, I think, um, I think you've got to get out there and try it because, you know, though it's a similar recipe, you know, across these different restaurants, they all have their own take on it, whether it's a secret ingredient or just perhaps the way they make it, you know, they, they change from one to the next, but going to be a lot of that out there too, which we're pretty pumped about. Yeah, the classics are good. The flavors are good, but something that's kind of taken a leap over the last few years, a lot of people incorporate some kind of spice and there are people that they go around and they're looking, they're seeking out the spicy margaritas. That's right. Yeah. So, so the jalapeno, one that we did last year um, that I ran out quickly. So we had the jalapeno infused tequila before and it's great because it is, it's spicy, but it's not, you know, it's not as if it's something that you couldn't drink. Like, you know, it, it's, it's very balanced, but we had one that they said, Hey, why don't you take two bunches of cilantro, you know, basically puree those down and then infuse that with uh, the jalapeno tequila. So it's a cilantro jalapeno infused margarita and while it sounds like a mouthful it's amazing so you've got kind of that fresh herbiness of the cilantro you know and, and then of course the spice of the jalapeno and it's all kind of brought together with the lime and the sweet and the sour and everything else and like i said it sounds like a lot but it delivers like it's amazing how many different vendors are we talking about between the two festivals pretty excited so uh we're up to 38 margarita vendors. So that's 38 bars and restaurants and businesses around central Arkansas that are going to make their margarita for you. Um, you know, the most we've ever had so far is 26. So having 38 there uh, is amazing, right? And then, you know, brewery-wise, we're, our number right now is 111 breweries. I suspect that'll probably continue to increase, you know, here one or two here and there. But, um, you know, somewhere between 110, 120 breweries, you know, probably 350 different beer varieties. Um, so... Good luck trying them all. If you want to get tickets, where can you get tickets and uh, sure. how much time are we working with before that price goes That's up? That's right. So, yeah, go to the Buzz Facebook page. Of course, the Rock City Margarita Festival and the Great Arkansas Beer Festival Facebook pages. We plant that Stubbs uh, link everywhere. There's still 40 bucks. Let's see here. So, Thursday night at midnight, prices begin to go up. Save your money. Um, also, and this is something we always talk about, this event, more so than any other year, has experienced a higher pre-sale volume. So, we have sold more tickets to date this year than ever before. We do have a cap, um, you know, because obviously we make sure there's enough product for everybody. So, if this is one that you think you're going to go to, like if it's already circled on your calendar, I'd encourage you to save yourself the money and, and get the tickets now because they may not be available. Reed, thanks for coming in. Reed Llewellyn, Great Arkansas Beer Festival, Rock City Margarita Festival. We'll see you soon. We're going to see you on Friday, yeah. and uh, we'll be there on Saturday. Looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. Recently, and you have that pain in your back or your shoulder, maybe even in your knee. Well, why don't you get rid of it? Take your life back. Go check out my friends over at QC Kinetics today. Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. You know, I had a friend call me the other day, and he says, you know, I've got some really bad back pain. And he goes, I, I just don't have time to, to be out of work and not be able to do what I do every day. And I told him, I said, you need to call my friends over at QC Kinetics. So he did. He went through the free consultation. And the next thing you know, he called.